What's going on, world? It's your man, Top T, of the Mask Man of Wrestling Podcast. It's the first episode. Figure I talk about something I love. It's the WWE. I want to bring it to y'all. Shout out to everybody following the Instagram, showing love to your boy, Panther Blood. You know, I'm about to get in the ring soon and do my thing, but today we're going to discuss some issues. We're going to discuss some heel turns, possibly. And we're going to discuss this money in the bank for sure. So tighten up, button up, get yourself adjusted. Let's get ready for, you know, a good show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, y'all? Let's get into this topic. First one off the rip. Roman freaking Reigns. I don't understand why this man gets all the hate he does. At one point I do, at another one I don't. I don't understand how he gets all the bulls and all the hate on Twitter, but yet he's still top three in merch. Kids love him. The women, of course, love him. But you guys will boo him out of a stadium. I understand from a point that, yes, he keeps on getting the, the you know, the star treatment and he's always the headliners for every pay-per-view, and I get it. That last pay-per-view, uh, Backlash, when he was fighting Jim Samoa Joe last, I get it. I really do get it because he didn't deserve it. But every other time, he's in contention. And everybody loves Braun because Braun is so over. But what has Roman really done to anybody for them to get so frustrated about? It's not him. It's the McMahons and everybody booking him this way. Do I think he should turn heel? 100% because I think he has a more natural heel feel to him. But you can't tell me the likes the likes of anybody else in there that's truly probably a better wrestler than him, honestly. The only reason we're seeing these crazy finisher, 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 finisher fights where it's 100 finishers is because he's fighting Braun Strowman. And in the storylines, they, have, they got him, have him getting screwed up, beat up every single time in the ring. They just beat, 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 and they just kill him. And then all he can do to come out to kind of give it that wow factor, Superman punch, Superman punch, Superman punch. Every time, it's the same thing, and I get that. Nobody likes seeing that over and over again. And maybe should they mid-card him, maybe he would get more love as a mid-card. I'm all for that, but a heel turn, I think, is almost needed right now for him because his image is dying week after week. And I've seen on Twitter a lot of people have these same feelings towards someone like a Charlotte Flair, which I really don't get because... I guess I people I can understand because she held the belt for so long and she always seems to have a belt no matter what brand she's on. But she brings it. There might not be a better wrestler in the house than Charlotte Flair. She does the somersaults and all that off the... There might not... Charlotte Flair, by the time her career is over, in my mind at least, will be top 10 wrestler of all time and probably the greatest woman wrestler of all time. But that's to be said because there's a lot of women in this division that are getting... Yeah, kind of just getting thrown to the side, thrown to the trash, and they really, they need to bring them women tag team championships soon, but we'll get into that later. But this whole Roman situation, so where are they to go from here? Brock shows up when he wants, is holding the belt, and that's what's really pissing people off, is Brock has his belt, but the story is never about Brock. Never. So now you have, you're treating Roman like the top guy, because in all fairness, he is the top guy. Braun Strowman probably will be the top guy up next. But now they focus the show around him, and he doesn't have nothing to show for it. I guarantee you if Brock was there in and night out, 
people wouldn't have these feelings as strongly as they do. Because, you know what, they act like Roman hasn't taken any losses. Like, he's constantly winning all the time. Like, when John Cena was getting all that heat because he would constantly win. They keep on throwing Roman in these situations where they constantly lose, build up for him to get the win at the next pay-per-view and the one after that and the one after that, but yet it never happens. So now the WWE has definitely, I think Vince and them have screwed his character over to where he's forced to be a heel because nobody wants to see this big man who we know you're trying to push take another loss. This storyline for them just needs to end, and if it ends with him getting the championship, good. Why not? Because then he can hand it off to Braun when they fight with Braun. But let him hold it for a month or two. Let, let some real heel tension build. He really needs to be a heel. But I feel like ever since Dean Ambrose went out and Seth was hurt for a little bit, I feel like it messed up that whole plan they had coming with the shield. So I don't know. I, I really don't know what they do from here. It almost seems like they take Roman Reigns on a day-to-day basis, which I have a hard time believing that Vince and them have scripted everything like this. But at the same time, it's like, what are they really doing? I think, in my honest opinion, they should let the Shield come back. They should let Dean come back. Dean should come back, play a role in which Roman gives up the belt somehow. Because I think, if I'm, not, if I'm not wrong, I think the plan of last year's WrestleMania was for all three men of the Shield to fight for the Universal title. If I'm not wrong. Because nobody wants to see Brock Lesnar. Nobody. Because all he does, F5. couple hits, F5. Y'all have to come with the same energy y'all came with when he was fighting Brock Lesnar. Last time he fought Brock Lesnar, Brock destroyed Braun Strowman too. So they're making Brock to be this mythical character. And honestly, I don't... Brock never really gives you the show you truly deserve. There's... I understand he took the Undertaker streak down. I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. But he he's not even a good heel. And he's not even a good star. His promos are horrible. That's why they brought in Paul Heyman. So, yeah, you, you'll hate on Roman, who, you know, does a decent job on the mic. He's not the best out of everybody. But his promos, you know, are pretty cool. And he actually goes out there and fights when they put him against people as Seth Rollins. Not these big, humongous, jack, gigantic guys. He puts on great matches, without a doubt. So I just don't I don't see how the average fan doesn't see that. I think they let their hate and everything, you know, overshadow what he actually brings to the table. He's definitely he's definitely easy one of the top three in the WWE right now. I know there'll always be, oh, what about Seth? What about Braun? What about AJ Styles? And they deserve that. But right there. After Braun or Seth is Roman Reigns, and he deserves every bit of it. He comes in day in and day out, giving great matches. Sometimes not the best when they're against the real big guys because of how they just, like I said, a finisher, finisher, finisher stuff. I'm just not, I'm not with it. They don't let it build. Just like a game where you need to put in so many hits, get your thing up to 100, then you hit them with the finisher, the signature. But... It's it's not his fault because in fights before you know what kind of show he can put on, and I don't understand. I just man, listen, I, I don't understand how you guys give this man so much flack. How you're walking out on his match, and actually I can understand that because the match was, it was trash, it was garbage. But that's how the WWE wanted it, and there was no storyline to it. He had past heat with Samoa Joe, so you bring him back, then it puts Samoa Joe on SmackDown. Like everything they do in booking Roman Reigns. 
It's horrible. How can you have him in a feud with somebody who, one, goes to SmackDown the next week, and two, somebody that never is there in Brock, Brock Lesnar? How can you build any kind of story off that? It's, it's horrible. They need to let Brock... If he's going to keep doing this, let Brock give up the belt to uh, Strowman. But what do you do with Roman? I have no idea what you do for Roman at this point, except turn him heel. And now they have him going against Jinder Mahal. And, he's, and you guys still will pick Jinder Mahal over him. You will still boo him. How, folks? How? If you're telling me you would rather have Jinder Mahal as a champion or Jinder Mahal over top of Roman Reigns, you're kidding yourself right now. There's no way on no level them two can actually coexist as far as talent, as far as accomplishment, nothing. Roman, at the end of the day, is better. You guys have to realize you don't like him for how he is booked, how they are printing his image. It's horrible. I really do think the only way to save his image is to turn him as a heel or it'll be over with. It'll be completely over with. Even I know I'm a catch flag for that. But even at the end of the day, I'm not a Roman apologist. I'm not a Roman lover. I just The fact is, you see what it is. You guys are going to make the WWE give up on Roman Reigns at some point when he is 10 times better than 75% of that roster. But, I mean, that's up to you guys. I just wouldn't want to see him go. But on the other hand, listen, I hope Braun gets his push. Braun deserves it. They're letting Braun win everything. Braun's putting on clinics. He's not really putting on the greatest matches, but he's giving you laughable moments. Like when he was throwing KO into the side, and then he tried to do the same thing with uh, whoever was with Dolph Ziggler the other night, Drew McIntyre, which is funny because Drew McIntyre is huge. So when they ran into each other, it was like a fright train at each other. I don't think Braun was expecting that. And they broke the trophy. Like, damn. But I think Braun deserves it. They need to go ahead and give it to him. But I have a feeling they're treating Braun almost like how they were speaking in um, Andre the Giant movie, how they want him, want him to seem like mythical or something. And they don't ever want somebody to really dethrone him. Even though Roman has before beat Braun Strowman, it's just now that he's getting this crazy wild push like he's indestructible, which I dig it. I definitely do dig it. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I think I, I would love to see Braun Strowman as champion because of how over he is with the crowd. And as long as Seth has the Intercontinental belt, I can't see anybody else more deserving of getting the Universal Championship. So I think at the end of the day, that will be the plan that will happen. I don't see Bobby Lashley playing any part into the scenario. I think that was a waste of a signing. Um, But I would love to see Braun with that chip. Then Try to do something with Roman is heel, and if the fans aren't ready yet, I don't know who else you throw at him besides maybe KO. But KO is really not that amazing of a wrestler, in my point. And he doesn't—he's an awesome mid carder. It's not really a good main eventer. Never really has been. Probably never really will. Um, I think Sami Zayn, if given a chance, could put on some shows. But now you have to match a big guy with the big guy. So I can end up seeing Braun versus Lashley, even though I don't think it would make total sense. I think Braun matched up. Even with Elias, I think Elias is deserving of a push, but that would probably take a good while. So I think in a given state where Raw is at right now, I believe that Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman versus Roman is what's going to end up happening real soon. I think it's the best match for the time, and I think give it two, three months, you can probably push somebody from the mid-card up 
to take Roman out the picture or, you know, keep this going as a long time because I think Braun and Roman put on great matches. That ambulance match was an awesome match, I think, last year. So I think there's a couple of things you can do and spin with that scenario, plus you have Dean and them coming back. So if you had Dean playing heel, you have Roman playing heel, I don't know if they'll turn, turn Seth as a heel because he did all right his last time, but I think he's found a real pinch for being a face right now with that belt. So I think the best scenario for the WWE would be to leave Braun and Strowman going at it for a little bit and honestly possibly throwing gender if it makes any sense, but they'll never let gender walk away the belt. It's, just, it's horrible. His promos suck. Braun really, Braun does decent with promos, but he's not great neither. I think you need Roman in there as a heel to probably give a much-needed booing heel kind of promo. It could even build Braun even more because of the L's he's taken in the past to Roman. And even though Roman took a couple L's from Braun, it just wouldn't be as wouldn't be as deep as if now Braun comes, gets the chip, and they go at it for a little while. Even if they brought in Brock, you know, throw him in a scenario till he has to leave in SummerSlam, I just don't think they won't because contractually he's making crazy dough a show. And he's making, I think, at least half of what these people's full contracts are for a show, for a regular show. So I can see maybe them throwing him in the mix until he leaves for the UFC. But until then, I think it's just Braun and Roman, maybe Bobby Lashley, maybe Jinder. But it's definitely going to be Roman and Strowman as the last two for that chip for a little while, I can see. Let's get into the next story. Next big news, though. Asuka, as I thought, is finally getting that big push on SmackDown, which she's very deserving of um, against Carmella. I think it's probably due to, you know, Charlotte Flair getting hurt. Or they just want to build up Charlotte Flair more. I think they had to take the belt off of her for a little bit because it was getting too unbelievable for all that talent on the SmackDown roster in the women's division for someone to hold it for so long. And after the big win against Asuka at WrestleMania to defeat the streak. So I'm glad the fact that since they brought Asuka over now, she'll have more of a push, you know, actually being title contention, be a superstar level at least for a little bit. I think it's a better story for SmackDown. I think it draws more tickets, draws more interest and everything. I honestly got to say right now, I think SmackDown is the place to be for women, women fighting. I think the stars, just Oscar alone, Oscar and Charlotte can really tear it down and give you hell of a match. That WrestleMania match, in my mind, will always be a top five WrestleMania match. Probably even my second to third favorite match ever at WrestleMania. So I think it's perfect. I think it's a perfect thing to let Oscar run with the belt for a little bit. She deserves it. She doesn't deserve to be tossed to the side for this whole Carmella situation, which Horrible, but they're doing it because Carmella can make hella promos. She's great at it, runs them out, and actually, truth be told, is a decent wrestler. Pretty good. Um, But I do believe there's people on that roster, such as a Becky Lynch or even a Naomi, that deserve a shot. I don't know what the WWE is going to do with these um, women divisions. I think they definitely need tag teams. Tag team belts coming because you have you have these women already divided up into teams and they're always in these tech, crazy tag team matches, and you're bringing them and duo, so I think there's there's gonna come a time where you can't push them up for the same belt. So there has to be a tag team belt or another kind of women's belt to go along with it, because talent's getting way too good and they're drawing in shows. Hell, it's even told that next year Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte will be the main event for WrestleMania, and then that Survivor Series will be the four horsemen against the new four horsemen woman against the old four horsewomen. 
So you have to do something. You can't just keep headlining them and selling tickets towards that and only give them one belt. There's too many women there. I think you have almost, what, 15, 16, 20 women on the roster right now compared to back in the day when there was only about 10. So I think they definitely have to do more with that division. But for right now, I think where they're at as far as pushing Ronda, I don't believe Ronda deserves that belt chance against Nia Jax because it's too early. It's almost unbelievable in a sense because you just gave Nia that big push, that humongous push over Alexa. You finally took it off Alexa, Alexa Bliss's hands. I don't believe Ronda deserves it. I believe she's a great wrestler. She put on a great show. And even then, she still needs a couple of tweaks. But I think right now, I think there's a lot of talent on that Raw roster that they're just leaving out there. Ember Moon is going to be a crazy good wrestler. Crazy good. Sasha is Always consistent. Push on great great matches, but they never allow her to win. I don't know what the hell she's under management. Um, who else is on that Raw roster? Natalia's great. I mean, we know why she's that old to teach the young folk. Um, but she puts on great matches while she is actually still kicking. Put the Riot Squad there, and the Riot Squad is doing amazing. It's great chemistry. They do, I wouldn't say great promos, but I think their in-ring action, especially with the managers, when you got two playing valet, I think it's amazing how they interact with each other. Um, also, let's see, you got Natalia, Sasha, Ember Moon. Shit, I can't even tell you off the top of my head all of them, but I think just alone in Sasha. Oh, yeah, Bailey as well. Bailey, I don't think she's deserving of a push, but she's a great mid card. And I don't even know what they're doing with that Sasha Bailey feud. Like, it almost makes little to no sense because. They fight, then they're with each other, then they fight. It's like a little fight here, a little fight there. I just think there's two people probably making their way out of the WWE because they're not making any sense with that storyline. Nothing's making sense. One week they help, other week they don't. They still hate each other. It's it's, it's a horrible storyline. I think that's where we're at with the WWE right now. It's just horrible storylines, especially overall. I think SmackDown literally is the A-list show now. Just because of the women's roster, you have Charlotte Flair, Asuka, Carmella's proven herself to be a decent wrestler. You have Naomi, you have Becky Lynch. The Iconics are amazing coming in there doing what they're doing. That's seven women deep. And then you still have Nikki Bella and Brie Bella if they, if they decide to come back. They're doing a great job over there at SmackDown with the talent. I think bringing Paige in as the general manager, even though it's only storylines how she makes the matches, I think she just brings a, a wow factor and even enhances the women's roster even more. So back to Asuka and Carmella, I think Asuka is about to be deserving of the chip she's about to get. Um, if she loses, I'll be shocked. There's no way in hell they can flip that storyline and allow Carmella to still walk away with the chip beating Asuka and Charlotte. There's no way in hell. There just can't be. And I think she's going to get a run for a little while. I think her run might even last four or five months. And I think, I don't think they'll allow Charlotte Flair to win money in the bank. I think that's deserving of somebody like an Ember Moon if Sasha could find a way in there, but they never allow Sasha to win. I really honestly can't tell you how how they're gonna how they're gonna do these money in the banks because I just can't see a clear winner to share in a clear story, except I can see the Miz probably grabbing the men's, then sneaking in, stealing the, uh either AJ Styles or Nakamura's belt at the time. That makes more sense than anything. Can't see Rusev winning. Some of these guys aren't just like it doesn't fit their character to be the sneaky guy to win in. But I would like to say, like, why does Lana have a match yet, not Naomi yet? And granted, we're 
almost a full month away until Money in the Bank. But why the hell does she have a match and not Naomi? What has Naomi done to not get any level in this roster anymore? I am shocked. I can't believe it. She's definitely a better wrestler than half the women on the show. She's definitely better than Lana. She's better than the people from the Iconics. She might even be better than Becky in my in my honest perspective or them. They might be evenly matched. So I don't know. Like the WWE is just allowing a lot of talent to slip right now. I don't know what it would take for them to get back. Maybe they're letting since they're letting the Usos chill for a little bit. Maybe it's just a thing where they'll let Naomi chill because of her husband. I don't know. Honestly, don't know. I haven't heard it. Hasn't been any inside story to that or anything. So until that's broken out, I guess we're about to be stuck with Lana Day. Nobody wants Lana Day. We're cool with Rusev, but doesn't. nobody in this world want a Lana Day, you know? And in all honesty, you have to admit, Oscar's probably worth it. We were all shocked a little bit of how Charlotte won that match and took out her undefeated streak because the storyline after that would be really what's next. And I think unless you brought in another belt, I can barely see how those two can coexist on the same roster. Um, I think Oscar's deserving of the push for a little bit, but once she once she holds the belt, loses it, she'll probably lose it to Charlotte. Then unless you're building up a, a Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat kind of feud for years to come, I don't see how Oscar would not fade to the back. So maybe this is their, you know, their they're coming out, her coming out party to where they allow her to hold the belt for a little bit, but do let her fade to the dust or become a, a rare mid card like they do to Becky Lynch and Naomi. Um, this is just a thought. But I think you can see that happening soon. I think she'll hold the belt. I think she's good enough to hold the belt for at least three, four months, maybe five. Um, but come, come SummerSlam, you know that match is coming. Charlotte's coming back for that belt. I don't think she'll win money in the bank, but there's a strong possibility if she does, they're going to take that belt off of Asuka real quick because I don't think the fans are reciprocating the fact of Carmella holding that belt and all her Horrible promos and antics and everything else in that caliber. I just don't think she's good enough to hold it. Like, honestly, right now, if you have Carmella hold the belt, why don't you have Mandy Rose hold the belt? She's a better wrestler. I don't know about the talk game, but I know wrestling-wise she's better. Sonya Deville, I think, is deserving at some time. But we see very little of her. we just seen her thrown in the matches. Um, I just think, honestly, even the, uh, the Iconics, though, as a duo, make it. Very versatile wrestlers in order to take that belt as long as they're together in the feud. I think that's possible. I think on SmackDown, the belt has to be shared because there's too many good wrestlers. And as much as a Charlotte apologist I am, she deserves it most of the time. But sometimes she has to have that break and they have to show love to that other talent. And I think Oscar, Oscar, if they can build up a feud with her, that would be a great feud to come. But I'd just be surprised given how this story is already out um, about Dave Meltzer already saying how they plan to do it around the Charlotte WrestleMania. If not this year, then I think next year. So that's it'll be shocking to see what they can do after that. Um, unless they're going to make Charlotte switch brands, I don't. I don't see how you can ever really make anything out of her and Oscar for a long time. But I almost feel like they're trying to copy her father's career and her his beef with Ricky Steamboat as they're doing now. And I think. That's a poss- that's a possibility. But with all that round of talk, I'm just kinda wondering how everything will seemingly fit in. And I think honestly, we need to see Oscar fight these other women because you have to give these other women some airtime, some some good airtime, some quality matches. 
that will not only boost their profile, but as well as boost Oscar's. Um, Oscar's already a prolific wrestler, but given now that Ronda's in there, she can't do the armbar, I believe, anymore. They're taking some of her her moves away, and she's a great technical wrestler. She's very um, finesse-oriented, but she also has the power to go along with that, and I think that makes for great shows, great matches. I think she gives you, I think Oscar almost gives you at least a B-grade match every time you fight her. And in all honesty, to me, she's almost like a female Bob Backlund. She's so mechanical, so technical, and just has so many ways of beating you, all those submissions. Then she can go, um, I forget what they call a hard style or something, uh, whatever Nakamura calls it. But honestly, she's just a beast in all honesty. Um, she kills it. She gives you your money's worth every time. She's a get-your-popcorn-ready kind of athlete. Um, with Charlotte, I think they both make each other better, and I think you almost have a, like I said, steamboat, flare kind of feud, a rock, stone cold kind of feud. Um, I think it's it would be that great and that legendary as long as they don't force that Ronda feud in too quick. And I just both of them are stellar athletes, but you do have to first before you do that feud, let the mid carders get in there. Um, show some um, Naomi talent, show some Becky talent, like put them at a high level at least for a, at least for a pay per view or two. Um, I think that's almost essential to just even build the brand a little bit better and make the division a little bit more tougher. But even that, even speaking about SmackDown Live, let's get into the Nakamura story. Um, the Nakamura AJ Styles feud. There's a lot of people, you know, that still hate on Roman, but they never get mad at AJ because he's super over and he's held that belt for a good minute. Um, and he almost, even when he loses, he never gives up the belt. Uh, I think in this story, they're just they're showing his promos are kind of corny. I mean, granted, everything's PG, so the promos have to be corny, but his are just really corny. He's a great wrestler, phenomenal athlete, no pun intended. Puts on great matches, but these Nakamura matches been anything but spectacular. I mean, they've been really good, but the endings, granted, they're trying to build a story and everything. They've just been horrible. Um, I think last this SmackDown just happened. I think Nakamura did a great job. I think that was a good story, good storyline push so he can call whatever the match is going to end up being for the next one. Um, I think even they need to give Nakamura that belt. I think AJ's so over, but a loss for the belt, and then they get it back at SummerSlam where even build his character through the roof, and then you can still continue on that Nakamura story. And I can actually see that rolling around till you know, maybe even WrestleMania. Um, I see the Miz sliding that picture somehow, some way, but I think as long as those are your two top guys, I think you have, I think you have a, a winning formula right there. I can see Rusev somehow sliding in there, but I don't know how you're bringing in Rusev on that storyline. I just think right now that storyline is – too intricate. It's it's just too ready for the moment, cause those two have been waiting forever, and this is their moment. They're two older guys, and I think the WWE will make this last a long while. Mm, I think that Nakamura is gonna have that belt. Nakamura and AJ to me kind of has like that Rock Triple H kind of feel, where that belt's gonna switch hands for the next five six months, and then I think the storylines they can go a little bit over PG. They can actually do some real, some real vindictive things. Even if you threw like the Bullet Club in there or something somehow, I think I think that'll put on for a crazy good show. And I think like their promos, like I said, AJ's is kind of corny, but I think Nakamura is really selling. Um, 
and his promos is really, you know, keeping it ha-ha funny. And I think he's keep, Nakamura is keeping this whole thing interesting. Um, the matches, like I said, they've been good up to the endings. The endings have been very subpar, but I understand. But even like when um, he was about to get the knee to face and he threw that chair at his leg and it bounced back. I know that wasn't scripted, but that was an amazing moment. The damn chair just taking off a piece of their face or a piece of AJ's face. Um, so I think I like that feud. I love to see guys not afraid to get like really putting it out there to get hurt. Like John Cena always... You know, taking some real hits, black eyes, and everything else. I really, really like that about these two Nakamura and AJ because they have like the same kind of flavor to them and toughness. Um, so I think, I think at the end of the day, those two would carry on a good beef. I think it would last a good long while. I think that that Nakamura heel turn, I think it did the best it possibly could, and I think it will continue to get better. I think every week it gets a little bit more spicier. I think he's very good, very witty, especially with the ending, acting like he got a little blowed and then just shocking AJ in the back of the head and then hitting him with the knee to face. I think he, I think he's really selling everything right now, and I think that they put on a good show to where they go back and forth with combat. And I just, I think those two are really two great, also technical wrestlers that keep everybody entertained um, up until the last moment. Like I said, I think they're very capable, especially. I mean, you watch their fight from the New Japan. Um, it was top five fight ever. Um, but they haven't been quite able to do it in the WWE yet because the WWE is so forced on these storylines just to sell pay-per-views and network subscriptions, which I get it. It's all the business. But um, I think those guys have the definitely have the will and the power and the ability and skill to make these everlasting matches. But they just have a few things in the way. But I really think once you get Nakamura a dub and give him the belt, I think this this thing will escalate into you know some classic rivalry matches. And really, I think at the end of the day, that classic formula that heal the baby face as long as it's done, where win or lose, win or lose, win or lose, instead of somebody just holding the belt the whole time. I think it just gives a better storyline to the overall scenario, which in today's WWE, they seem to let these heels hold on to the belts for too long and babies too long. Now, it's a fight. It's always supposed to be up and down to keep people interested. And I see what they're doing right now to keep people interested, but at the end of the day, somebody wants to see somebody with the belt. They don't want to see all these nine decisions. Um, I think it kind of takes away from how great their matches can be, and I hope that WWE recognizes that real soon. If you agree with me, don't agree with me. It's whatever. But today, I think that's the end of the show, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. It's episode one of the Masked Man of Wrestling Podcast. Or the Man in the Mask Podcast. I'm sorry. Have a great day, y'all.